Hey, all y'all. It's me, Sean. And this is Babe. Today's a really special day. You probably don't even know that it is special, but it is, and I'm going to tell you all about it. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. And I'm back. See, that didn't take long at all. I hope you didn't go anywhere. Uh, Today is a special day. It is Birth Mother's Day. It's Birth Mother's Day. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. Today is Birth Mother's Day. And many of you probably didn't even know there was a Birth Mother's Day. I certainly did not think about it until we adopted Jackson. But I wanted to talk today about a really incredible young woman, Jack's birth mother, Nicole. And I am going to do this without violating HIPAA laws. I'm going to try not to uh, create a HIPAA breach. Also, I'm going to try and sort out the parts of the story that aren't mine to tell. I have my story to tell. Nicole has her story to tell. And I don't want to cross any, uh, any boundaries. So, But it's an awesome story. And she's an awesome person. And it's Birth Mother's Day. So, oh, where to begin? So when you adopt a baby, there's a birth mother. <laughs> we'll just start with the basics. Eric and I are two men. Another basic. You know what? I better go ahead and move this podcast into the educational category because there is lots of learning going on. But I think it's important to recognize that Eric and I are two men. We are two dads. And in some states, they're passing legislation to make it okay for adoption agencies to discriminate against gay couples, two dads, two moms. And we're in New York, so we're really lucky that it's extremely liberal here. Uh, And we found Adoption Star, an agency that really uh, specializes in open adoption and also does really, really great work with same-sex couples who want to adopt. But Nicole, Jack's birth mom, specifically asked uh, for profile books of same-sex couples. She wanted her baby to have two dads. This is something that that she had decided from the beginning. And so that put us as front runners, not that this is a competition, but when you are adopting a baby, you do look at other couples like, are you going to get my baby? Are you going to get my baby? That's my baby. It can get a little competitive. But when you're a same-sex couple, you really have to match up with a birth mom who is really okay with having uh, two gay dudes raise her baby. So this is something that Nicole wanted from the start. I've heard some theories as to why women choose same-sex couples, uh, males. And uh, the theory I heard was that she, uh, the birth mother, will never be in competition with another woman that there'll never be like two mommies. There'll never be the birth mom. Well, this is your bio mom. And this is your, like your adoptive mom, or this is your real mom. And this is your birth mom. Like there's no two moms. It's like there's two dads and then there's a birth mom and there's nobody else. So that was one theory that I had heard early on. So I thought, well, maybe this is kind of, you know, we're hot. We're a hot commodity, babe. Someone uh, even confided in me that babies were flying off the shelves to go to gay couples, which was exciting and terrifying at the same time. The the visual alone. But I was thinking, you know, we don't want a baby too fast. And guess what happened? We were not even through the process. We had not met with our social worker. 
to do our home study. Our books were still at Shutterfly. Um, the, the profile book that you put together for the birth mother to look at uh, was not even back yet from the printer. And we got a call. We got a call from Adoption Star saying, we think we have a match. There's a young lady. Her name is Nicole. And she is 27 years old. And she is looking for two men to uh, place her, her baby with. In the adoption world, you don't say give up your baby for adoption. You say make an adoption plan or place the child. So see, educational. So she was ready to make an adoption plan and she wanted her baby to have two daddies. So we got the call. We were one of eight gay couples to be considered for an adoption with Nicole. And I'll tell you, there's really nothing more nerve-wracking than realizing you're suddenly in this competition with seven other gay couples. I think gay men are, like, if you've ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race, gay men are competitive anyway. But now when you're vying for a baby, it's like, oh, man, we, we got we to gotta step it up. How are we going to do this? So uh, our book wasn't even done yet. And our book was good, let me tell you. This this profile book that that was to go to a birth mother... Uh, and, you know, I envisioned this birth mother to be, like, ready to deliver and suddenly gets handed our book. And the picture on the front of the book was Eric and I in about 2008, and this was <laughs> 2015. So we were young and thin on the cover, and one of our friends actually said, who, is, who, the, who the hell are these two people on the cover of this book? And I'm like, that is us, thin and gorgeous. And Eric and I each wrote about each other. We uh, introduced our husband to the birth mother. This is Eric and he has a great laugh and this is Sean and he can sing. And uh, we filled the book with pictures of our friends and pictures of us with other babies and pictures of us, very multicultural too, because we were pretty sure that we would be a transracial family and we were definitely cool with that. So we had, um, it was a very diverse book, but the book wasn't back yet. So we didn't have a book. So our adoption advocate, Shannon, said, how quickly can you put together a book? I think that's the first thing she said. And said, you know, we have this, this match, and her name is Nicole. And so we managed to cobble together a book using, like, JPEGs from Shutterfly and copying them and pasting them into a Word document. The book looks shitty, let me tell you. This was not, like, a, a, a slick, glossy production that we were handing over. But uh, it was the time was now, and I really felt I got to tell you, I really felt that this was our baby. I, I I felt it, and my friend Scott said, "Just relax, calm down, you know, reel it in a little bit because this may not be your baby." People who go through the adoption process oftentimes will match and not get chosen. It can happen over and over and over again from them. Who was I to think that we were going to match with this birth mother? on our first try when we weren't even ready. A social worker hadn't even been to our home. I had not even dusted our home for a social worker to come in and say, what a spotless house you have. So none of that had happened. And uh, I dropped off the book in the morning and uh, at Adoption Star. And I, then I waited. And we, we waited. Eric and I waited. And we were like, oh, she's probably looking at it right now. What page do you think she's on? Here we are in New York City. Here we are in Paris. Here we are with lots of multicultural babies. Look at us. The thing was, 
And I have to be very honest is that uh, when when uh, Shannon went through the list of basics about Nicole, she said, you know, she's um, she lives in Buffalo and she's 27 and she's Caucasian. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's sort of not what we pictured in our head, but that's fine. So when she said that the birth father was uh, 29 years old and also Caucasian, <laughs> I remember saying like, oh my God, how am I going to, how am I going to, how am I going to break this to Eric? It's a white baby. In a million years, we never envisioned ourselves with a Caucasian baby. We had just done so much reading and learning and taken classes on on raising a child who's a different race than you, and and uh, we were super prepared. So that was like the one part that just totally threw us off that this was a Caucasian baby. So um, how will I break it to Eric? So anyway. Uh, for that whole day and the next day, Eric and I were like, Nicole, 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 you love us, Nicole. We're the ones, Nicole. Like trying to like sort of convince Nicole subliminally, like when she touched our book, that this was, this. these are the two. These are the gays you want to raise this baby. And three days went by, four days went by, a week went by, and we didn't hear anything. And so I was like, how long does it take to... <laughs> <laughs> to make a decision. So I called and Shannon said, you have to realize this is a huge decision that this birth mother is making. It's, it's, it's huge. And she may narrow it down to two or three. And then you would come in and sort of have like an interview, which I was like, Oh man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ace it. I know what I'm going to wear. So, uh, she said, just remember that this is a, a huge process for a birth mother and you just need to give her as much time as she needs because she wasn't due until September, and this was June. So uh, I was at Wegmans grocery store, and about a week later, a week and a half later, and my phone rang, and it was uh, 639, so I knew it was Adoption Star, and I thought, oh, this is it. And it was Shannon, and she's like, hey, Sean, it's Shannon. Um, I just wanted to let you know we spoke to Nicole, and um, Nicole actually has chosen not to continue with the agency. So she's going to go a different route. It has nothing to do with you. It's not like you lost out to another couple. Um, and I just wanted to let you know that Nicole is, is no longer with Adoption Star. And, uh, but we, you know, we've got your book now and we're, we're, uh, looking out for you and, uh, wah, wah, wah. so, I was like, well, how, that's a shitty ending to this. This was supposed to be my adoption story. This is, this was it. It was Nicole. We pinned all our hopes on Nicole. We put all of our eggs in one basket named Nicole. And uh, so I was really sad. I was glad, though, secretly, that we didn't lose out to another gay couple. Again, the competitive nature. Uh, like, what do they have that we didn't have? What did their book have in it that we didn't have in it? Uh, but there was none of that. It was just like, oh, well, this wasn't meant to be. Scott was right, and this wasn't our adoption story, and we'll just move on. So we moved on. We moved on. We uh, got our books back from Shutterfly. Uh, Eric and I uh, both signed the last page of each book and gave 10 of them to Adoption Star. Uh, we met with our amazing social worker who was like, she was hysterical. She hung out at our house. She was at our house for like four and a half hours. She did tug on the bookshelves and say, you better secure these to the wall. They're going to kill a kid. So the social worker really does not necessarily check for dust, but they, they are thorough. 
And uh, the summer continued. It was July. It was early August. And I remember being at work and the 639 number showed up again. And I was like, this is it. This is it. This is this is our baby. This is this is a monumentous occasion. And uh, it was Adoption Star. And it was Zach from Adoption Star asking if we were coming to the picnic in two weeks and if we were going to bring something. I said, honey, you cannot call hopeful adoptive parents from this number and ask about potato salad. Like, you better have a baby on the other end of that line because my nerves just shot through the ceiling. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. And... uh I said we were coming and we would bring, uh, you know, a potato salad. And we hung up and the day progressed and the number rang again. And I thought, what didn't he get about the potato salad? We're bringing it. And it was Shannon. And she said, you're not going to believe this, but Nicole is back with the agency. She had decided to go a different route and it didn't work out. So now she's back. And she has narrowed it down to two gay couples, one in Buffalo and one in uh, New York City, and she'd like to meet you both. And I was like, okay, Nicole, she's the one. I told you in the first place. Wasn't it it I that told you that Nicole was the birth mother of our baby? And um, I have to admit, I wondered what had happened uh, in the time that she decided to not go with Adoption Star and then come back to Adoption Star. Uh, and that's not my story to tell. I do, I do know why, but it, it was no reflection on uh, Nicole or her decision-making processes. So I said, yeah, I, obviously, of course. And she said, you know, she's got these dates that she's going to be coming to um, Adoption Star to meet with you and this other couple. And um, I'm telling you, my I'm a nervous person as it is. I have an anxiety disorder. I, I am a nervous fucking wreck almost all the time. And this really launched it. Like, how am I going to concentrate on anything else besides meeting Nicole? I really feel like the, the story of us meeting Nicole uh, in person is best told by Eric and I together. But what I will say is when we got to Adoption Star and walked into the room and saw Nicole, uh, we really knew right away that she was carrying our son, that this, that this was our baby. It was her baby. And that's where it gets really weird. Like, it's her baby until it's our baby. But is it then still her baby? Um, you have to be really careful with language saying, you know, your baby, our baby, um, before everything is signed off on and finalized. It's psychologically really tricky. And I can't imagine what she was feeling like when the door opened and we walked through, but I know that I was ready to pass the fuck out. I was so nervous, but she, I looked at her and she stood up and she was very pregnant and she waddled towards us. And I think we all started to cry at the same time. Uh, she just looked so beautiful. Her hair was curled and she just had these big, beautiful brown doe eyes and um, was just soft-spoken and lovely. And uh, her mom was with her. And uh, her mom is a fierce force to be reckoned with. And she was uh, definitely a presence in Nicole's life, we could tell right away, and they were making this decision together. 
And uh, I knew, I knew that I knew that this was meant to be. In an instant, we became family, and it all happened within seconds. And they had taught us in our classes that we took that when you'll know when it's right. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You'll know when it's right. They said, you'll just know. You'll know. You'll know in your gut. You'll know in your heart. It'll, it'll feel right. And guess what? We knew. We knew right away. And from that day until minutes ago, we have been in contact with Nicole uh, on many different levels. Uh, it started with her sending us uh, sonogram pictures. Nicole was thoughtful enough to include us from the time she the day she met us to share these sonogram pictures to inviting us to her doctor's appointments to hear Jackson's heartbeat and to see her next sonogram uh we went to lunch after and she told us more about her and her family and about um Jackson's family we did uh come up with the name together she asked us if we thought of any names and we said that we thought about Sam or Jack. Those were our two final boy names. We had a girl's name uh, and two boys' names. And she said, I always really liked Jackson. And uh, it, it just seemed like a really good thing to do is to name this baby together. We sort of became this team, uh, this this sort of, you know, Team Jackson. And it was Eric and I and Nicole and her mom and we, she was so thoughtful. She was thoughtful in choosing the hospital that she delivered the baby at because she wanted to make sure that it was a hospital where a gay couple would be uh, welcomed and not shunned. And there are hospitals locally that probably people and nurses and doctors would be talking behind our back. And uh, so she cho- chose uh, children, Women and Children's Hospital here in Buffalo where we would be accepted. Uh, she made sure that she texted us every detail of her uh, her uh, her uh, final days of pregnancy. And uh, we, we went out to dinner. Uh, we took her out to Red Lobster because she loved lobster. And we built this relationship with her. And we built it be- not because we were afraid she was going to change her mind, because that was never an issue. We we never thought she would change her mind. We were rock solid in knowing that she had chosen us and wasn't going to uh, waver on that. But we really wanted to let her know how incredibly special she was and, and how uh, incredible what she was about to do was. And what, what's, what came next was what they call the hospital interval. And in adoption, the hospital interval is very, very tricky, uh, especially if you get to be there uh, for the delivery, because you don't want to be in the way. Um, you don't want to say anything that is going to be territorial or weird. Um, again, it's it's her baby until she signs uh, surrender papers. So the hospital interval actually turned out to be a lot of fun. We all sort of checked in together. I kept calling it a hotel, although it was far less glamorous. But we checked in together. We hung out together. It was about a 19-hour experience in the hospital before Jackson was born. And um, Nicole looked at our book again, and she showed us which pictures she liked the best. And she showed us which pictures pushed her over the edge to, to choose us and, and have us be that, that final two uh, couples that she met. And um, when it came time to have the baby... It was really, really fucking intense. Like, it was all systems go. Her water broke at like four in the morning. And um, 
feel like I heard it. I was the only one awake. I think it woke her up. And then um, the contractions and the rest of the labor lasted about four more hours. Uh, but right before the baby was born, it was kind of like now all bets of modesty are off. Like we're we're here to see a baby being born. So we're, we're going to be seeing you naked, Nicole. And um, so... Once the curtain, once the big reveal occurred, <laughs> um, I said, well, just to, you know, try to make things a little bit lighter, I said, you know, everybody, this is the first time I've ever seen an, an actual vagina. And Nicole said, oh, you know, it doesn't normally look like this. Please don't judge it how it looks now. Like, usually it looks much better. I said, well, it's working overtime. It's it's definitely... Uh, it's 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 hard at work. So, but it was it was the first time I'd ever seen a, a vagina before, and now I'm seeing it in like overdrive, pushing out a baby. So the baby was born, and Nicole held the baby, and oh man, it was just so incredible. I can I can still hear him that first cry, and um, he was lying on top of of Nicole's chest, and. I put my finger out and he grasped my finger. And of course, you know, we were taking a million pictures. You can't take a picture of the actual birth, but like seconds after you can. And um, we were all in the room together and we all laughed together and we all cried together. And it was really important to Nicole that this baby get to know us immediately. So um, after she held the baby, uh, Eric held him and then I held him and she actually had recordings of our voices that she had requested so that she could play them for Jackson while he was still in utero. And um, she, she was hoping that he would respond to uh, Eric's laugh and my singing voice. And that's what she had. That's what she had recorded. Uh, and she would play those for him before he was born. Um, but she really wanted like the first faces that he was going to see uh, be ours. And it was just incredible. You know, they, they take the baby away and, and, um, clean him up. And then that first night, Nicole spent alone with him. And it's funny because if you talk to the old Kumara Ninas, the old Italian relatives, my mother, they get very nervous about this birth mother. Now she's not going to bond with the baby, is she? <laughs> no, they're going to forbid that. Uh, she, well, she won't, will she hold him? Yes, absolutely she will hold him. Because for most birth mothers, these are the final moments of, of uh, being with this baby that you carried for nine months. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a man. I have never carried a baby. I have never been pregnant. I cannot imagine what it's like to have a baby growing inside of you for nine months and then have that baby suddenly be not only outside your body, but going not going home with you, like going home with two, two gay dudes. So, yeah, she deserved a night in the hospital, bonding with him, loving him, holding him, looking into his eyes, thinking whatever she needed to think. And um, we were obviously very happy to let that happen. Because, child, my ass needed to sleep. I had been up for a good 24 hours, and I was beat. So it was the next day that we came back to the hospital that Nicole was going to sign her uh, her surrender paperwork and leave. 
And from what I had read, when you're pregnant and you have a baby, that baby's the, the molecularly becomes part of you and you become molecularly part of that baby. And that those molecules uh, and cells live on for months after that baby is born. And to think that Jackson was going to come home with us and Nicole was going to leave by herself. Uh, and she wasn't by herself. Her family was with her. But but without the baby she was pregnant with when she walked in, really, really messed with my head. Um, I, I can't imagine what kind of strong person it takes to do this for other people. This is a gift. This is a gift that we were given from Nicole, um, the gift of her baby. And so that day was really emotional. Like if the hospital interval has a, a climactic day, it's it's the surrender day. And so it's almost like you don't even want to mention that it's going to happen. It's like, oh, how was your morning? Oh, how was your night? How did he sleep? Um, you're not going to sign surrender papers today, are you? Like, it's super fucking intense. So um, that was done with the staff of uh, Adoption Star. We were not in the room when that happened. Uh, we were just hanging out, I think, on a, even on a different floor. And then it was time to say goodbye. And, um, you know, the thing about Adoption Star, which is great, is that there's different levels of open adoption. And we assured Nicole that there was a place for her in our family for as long as this child is alive. And ultimately, when you finalize in court, which is months later, you sign a, um, a contact agreement. And there's different levels. And what we had decided on is that we would see Nicole three times a year. Uh, for the first year, every month we would send her a, a handwritten letter uh, and some pictures, some actual photographs, not just Facebook or texts, uh, actual envelopes that would arrive at her house. Uh, and then yearly after that, I think until until Jackson is 12. But it was an open adoption from the start. And this is something that I'm sure was attractive to her as far as the agency goes and certainly attractive to us because we never wanted Jackson to wonder you know, why, why did this happen? Um, you know, talking about adoption language and saying, you know, did my mommy give me up? You know, she made an adoption plan very carefully. She, she chose adoption. Uh, she chose us. We were there uh, from the minute we could be in his life, you know, at those sonograms, hearing his heartbeat, um, at the hotel <laughs> where the baby was born. Um, so saying goodbye to Jackson that day, she definitely knew she was going to see him again, uh, but I, I can only imagine that a day of great joy for us, the, probably the most joy I've ever experienced, the day, the day that we become parents is a day of grief and, and, and great sadness for a birth mom. But I'm telling you, Nicole is so tough and she's so special that I don't think she ever looked at it in that way. I don't think she ever looked at it as a poor me. I can't believe this is happening to me. I think she was pretty excited to get to know us. I She actually said, this was really fun. I want to do it again. And I said, hey, anytime. Um, and I think that uh, she really enjoyed the birth experience as much as she possibly could, knowing that this isn't a child she's going to parent 
that we we are going to parent this child. And um, it was it was hard watching her walk away. Um, she left again with her family and her loved ones. She didn't like walk out skulking alone, but um, she left and Jackson stayed with us. And I can't tell you again what what an, a huge gift this this is for a woman to give. And today again is Birth Mother's Day, and thinking about all the women who have given this gift to other people who either can't have a baby because they're two men like us, or maybe there's fertility issues. Uh, for whatever reason, someone wants to adopt or or can't have a baby. Um, naturally, you know, this is a, a huge fucking deal. So, so Nicole left the hospital. I stayed in the hospital overnight with Jackson. Again, a nervous wreck. Is he breathing? How can I tell? Um, I don't think I slept at all. I'm really glad that I had that night to sleep before because I haven't slept since. <laughs> Just kidding. Jack's a good sleeper. But uh, we absolutely became Facebook friends with Nicole. Uh, we started texting each other, writing her letters. We saw her. Uh, we actually brought Jackson to Dr. Beckwith, who was the uh, OBGYN that delivered him. And we said, you know, we're still together. Look at us. It's the team. It's the old team. It was Nicole and her mom and Eric and I and now Jackson. Uh, and Nicole actually brought the doctor cookies, which was really sweet. But um, she had 30 days to change her mind. And we heard stories of couples who uh, on the 29th day got a call from Adoption Star saying the birth mother wants to see the baby. And then, of course, situations where the birth mother has changed their mind and said, I can't do this. I, I, I made a mistake or, you know, I want I'm going to keep this baby. I'm, I'm going to cancel the plan. And uh, it. It never crossed our mind. I have to admit that before I got into the adoption scene, I thought birth mothers were either 14-year-old girls who, you know, came from white suburban families who whose parents made their, them give them up for adoption. And it was like a lifetime movie, you know, like mommy too young or daddy too young. Um, or that they were like crack-addled, uh, you know, junkies who lived on the street who uh, were going to be trying to find you for money. Like I had misconceptions about what a birth mother is and what a birth mother is, is again, someone who gives an incredible gift. I asked Nicole why she wanted gay, uh, a gay couple. Oh God, she's so good. She's actually texting me right now because <laughs> I'm asking her permission to tell the story while I'm recording it, hoping that she says yes. <laughs> this, this whole thing could have been a bust. Uh, but she said, you can use my name. I'm not ashamed. She loves us so much. And what she said was, um, to her, Jackson was a gift. And uh, it's not not like Eric and I can just go out and have kids. This is, this is probably the only way a gay couple would be able to have a child. And it's a gift that she wanted to give. She also said, um, I want him to be raised without hate in his heart. And I feel for a gay male couple, overcoming uh, skeptics as gay male couples only made you stronger. Nicole actually told us that she was assured uh, that because we had been through adversity coming out and, and growing up the way many gay men grow up, being being mocked and, and being marginalized, that we would 
teach him uh, how to be brave and how to stand up for himself and how to be himself. And uh, this is something that uh, is really incredible to me, that she has that type of foresight. Lots of people asked us in those 30 days if we were nervous, and it never crossed our minds. And again, I'm a nervous fucking wreck, as I mentioned. You would think that I would have been like counting it down on a calendar. But Nicole is just such a kind, gentle, honest, caring, not, she's not, she's very uncomplicated and, and just, just, uh, uh, just such a wonderful person that we knew her. We knew her from, from the minute we saw her. I think we knew who she was and it never crossed our mind. Our, our, our mothers, I think it crossed their minds. Because when we went to see the OBGYN with cookies and a baby, it was before the 30 days was up. And everybody was like, oh, she's going to see the baby before the 30 days are up. What if she? What if that suddenly triggers her to change her mind? And again, I learned that you, some things just are meant to be. And they really are. Like they said that you'll know. And she has become the type of birth mother who does come to his birthday parties, which I love. She comes to uh, his birthday parties and uh, we have met up for ice cream, and she has the exactly right amount of presence in his life for right now. Um, I, I think that it's ideal. I can't say enough about Nicole. Um, my son, Jackson, is uh, a remarkable kid. He's kind. He's so sweet. He is. He loves. He loves babies, and he loves animals, and he's gentle. Um, he is uh, willful because he's two and a half. Um, so he does have a a side that is absolute fire, and and sass as well. But he is remarkable, and I think that the qualities that. Uh, you know, people have asked us, do you ever look at him and think, wow, this is so weird, like he's not biologically ours. And it never crosses my mind. It never crosses my mind. Because it, when he was born, we were a team. We were, you know, Team Nicole. And uh, we were there from the start. It never crosses my mind. Uh, it actually is, it sort of flips me out when I think he's got other people's DNA. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but we are celebrating Nicole today and all the wonderful uh, qualities that she has, that Jackson has as well, and um, how if it wasn't for Nicole and Nicole's decision-making, uh, her foresight uh, for her complete altruistic personality of giving, that we wouldn't have our son. We would not have Jackie Boy um, bouncing on his trampoline, singing Hamilton, when we're uh, supposed to be eating. So thank you, Nicole. Eric and I thank you from our hearts. Uh, it's it's easy to thank you because you're only a text away, but I really want everybody to know uh, what an incredible birth mother you were, what an incredible mother you are, uh, and what a strong in, just so strong, strong person you are. And um, I love you. We love you. And thank you for being a part of our lives. And you always will be. You'll always have a place at the table with us. Jackie will always know who his mommy is. And uh, God, we couldn't love you enough. So it's Birth Mother's Day. 
Think about it. It's intense. Think about what birth mothers do. Incredible. Incredible. We love you, Nicole. Happy birth mother's day. Goodbye. Goodbye.